You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a very exciting version of our program. Periodically, we do shows specifically focused on worthy nonprofits, and there are quite a many number of them here in Orange County. And so I'm excited to offer this opportunity to Mara James to talk about, she is the founder and CEO of Extraordinary Lives Foundation. We may call it ELF throughout the meeting, but uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Rick. Thank you for having me. So let's start back in the beginning. Can you tell us about, you know, your inspiration and why you decided to start this foundation? Absolutely. So eight years ago, um, kind of out of the blue at the age of 48 years old, I experienced a manic episode and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Didn't even know I had any issues. Um, after being heavily medicated and meeting with a psychiatrist and therapist, I decided to, I decided to start my healing journey. And I met with uh, several holistic healers. Um, after a year and a half, I was able to be weaned off my medication. And I realized I've learned a lot of things about mental health that I never learned before. I experienced firsthand with myself, um, along with my two of my three children, one of which has been diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD, another one with anxiety and depression. And uh, we found ways to heal that were holistic. So I thought it was imperative that we started, um, that I started a nonprofit foundation. And our mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness. Um, along my healing journey, a lot of it was focused on healing my inner child. And I figured, wow, if we could create tools that we could help children and teens and families with, we could prevent um, a lot of suffering down the road. So tell me about the name. How did you come up with the name for ELF? So this is a really funny story. I'm a numbers person and um, one of my numbers was 73. And my friend's husband said to me, you're one of your numbers is 73. You should, you know, 73 backwards is EL. You should name your foundation EL. I'm like, okay, we're going to help people live EL, extraordinary lives. Um, and then, you know, it became ELF or extraordinary lives foundation. I later um, found out that L is short for Elohim, which is God. And I'm like, well, we are doing wow. God's work, so it's very apropos. Right. So I'm sure uh, your foundation has been up and operating for roughly six years now. Is that right? Um, oh, yeah. November will be seven. Oh, well, coming up on your anniversary. Congratulations. So over the six plus years, you might have encountered some challenges to the growth of the organization and maybe even the organization's existence itself. Was there ever a time when you were concerned that the organization might be at risk? Um, never. <laughs> and, you know, I always also had the, um, I would always fall back like, well, if this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen. I would finance it myself, which of course my husband's like, no, we don't get to keep financing it. You need to help get supporters and sponsors. And we have, um, I just felt like I am really doing a service or we're doing a service with this organization. And I never thought for one second that um, we wouldn't be receiving the people, the resources monetarily to do what we need to do to really help um, and heal our broken world. So what is the, you, you started to talk a bit about the mission and vision for the organization, but maybe we could spend a little bit more time, Mara, talking about your focus and the service that you provide to the community through your organization. 
Absolutely. So just to repeat, um, our mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families. And we do that by hosting awareness events. We have um, uh, prevention and intervention. So just this last June, we partnered with the Orange County Healthcare Agency. And instead of hosting a mental health awareness event, we called it, um, it was National Children's um, Happiness, uh, National Children's Day. Because we figured, you know, a lot of times when you say the word mental health, people have a wall up. But mm -hmm. when you say happy National you know, Children's Day, people are happy. And, and then we provide tools to help children remain happy so that they don't have to go down the rabbit hole. If you could see right back here, we have um, our prevention, which is a mascot we call Piggy Bear. And Piggy Bear helps children, um, young children, like three to eight years old, increase their social emotional learning. And at three years old, children can only um, control what they eat or don't eat, how they go to the bathroom or don't go to the bathroom or their tantrums. So Piggy Bear helps give them tools that can um, that can help them recognize their emotions, how to self-calm themselves with deep belly breathing or self-hugs um, for self-love. We have the Piggy Bear mascot. We have um, Piggy Bear's Power of Happiness um, and the Piggy Bear, uh, the Power of Piggy Bear book. We have deck of Piggy Bear power cards that helps to empower children emotionally and physically. And we have a whole slew of things on the to-do list. As the money comes in, we get to uh, create all these amazing tools. And then we have the intervention, which is the Hugs for Life Healing Center. Hugs uh, stands for healing, understanding, growth, and spirituality. And that's part of the Extraordinary Lives Foundation. And the goal is to really bridge the gap between medical professionals and holistic healers. Um, because my life has been transformed. My husband, actually, who's an OBGYN, who his life um, has been transformed. He's seen all of our children and all of the people. Um, he refers his patients to me. They become clients. And he really sees a big transformation. And we really want to help people. Um, you know, there's a saying that pain is inevitable, suffering is optional, and healing yeah. is possible. And people don't know that. And they get to learn that they could really um, change their lives for the better. So you said something earlier that I'd like to just pick up on, which is that if you feature mental health and children too prominently, some people put up a wall. And how, how did you first recognize that to be the case? Was that your intuition or was that based on some experience that you had with the foundation? Both, but definitely um, for me, when my son, who's now 23, and thank you, God, it's a success story, because um, we really, uh, he almost went down the rabbit hole. But at age uh, six, he was diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD. And at that time, it, you know, the last thing I wanted to do is be at an, a celebration for autism awareness or Asperger's or mental health, because it was the worst thing I, that ever happened to me. You know, I mean, I say to me, but I, you know, at first I was like, why did this happen and this and that and just all these things. Um, of course, over the years, I realized that it was the greatest gift to me. He has been my greatest teacher. But when your parents that with a child that you're suffering with or they're suffering with mental health challenges, it, it's such a sore spot. Like it's the last thing you want to um to have to deal with. Are, is it your professional opinion working in this space now for as long as you've been working to help parents that they're they're even emotionally equipped for the news to figure out how to deal with it themselves, let alone help their child. Oh, absolutely not. And I'll tell you a funny story. So I used to manage my husband's office. Again, he's an OBGYN. And we have his amazing patients come like, here's my birthing plan. And, you know, they think that they're all in control. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. If they think they're in control, they are going to be 
you know, head for a rude awakening. And then you think for the children, like for me, for example, I thought this is my <laughs> child. They're going to want to, they're going to do what I want and I'm in charge and not realizing <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, these children come in with their own soul, their own journey, their own destiny. And we're here to guide them, God willing, um, and work with them to help them bring out that as opposed to, you know, when you have the parent that, you know, that says, you know, my way or the highway, um, there are a lot of problems. And as adults, you know, when I was younger, when you were younger, we were never taught about, you know, talking about emotions and taught, you know, how to manage our emotions and about different challenges. And yeah, so, um, you know, there's a saying like hurt people hurt people, you know, broken yeah. people will, I'm making this up, I don't know, it just came into my mind, but like broken people will, will break people. Right. And I, and then I've heard a new one this weekend, healed people, heal people. And that's what I'm about. Mm. Um, I'm eight years into my healing journey wherever really healed, but I'm definitely healed. Never going to have another episode again. Um, I, you know, I'm just, you know, um, yeah. And, um, so yeah, we definitely keep on passing on. We don't mean to consciously, you know, pass on our, you know, family traumas and our own things. Um, but it's really profound. One of my, um, my, one of my hypnotherapists actually taught me that we become like that, which we resent. So, for example, he he and all of his siblings resented their father for being an alcoholic. So because of that resentment in their heart, it changed their brain chemistry and they all became alcoholics. Jeez. He went on his journey to forgive and he became this healer. But, um, yeah, there are just so many things that we just keep passing on and, and we just don't know better. And that's one of the things that I want to help spread the word about that healing is possible. So one of the things that I believe in is the surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, a community, especially when you're trying to either change or cope. And I would have to believe over the six going on seven years, your foundation has been up in existence, that you're, you're bringing together parents and people who then bond because they have a common challenge in their life to deal with. Is, is that the case? And do they provide support for each other in addition to what your organization can do for them? So that's one of the plans, absolutely, because we're still in the development stages of the Hugs for Life Healing Center and the Learning Center. Actually, had was at the recording studio yesterday with one of our healers, so we could have a huge library of information for them. And then um, for part of our strategic plan for 2023 is to host, you know, Zoom or in-person classes to get these individuals together Um Absolutely. And it's interesting when you say like-minded because, you know, first you have the parent that's suffering so they can relate to each other and have compassion. Now, what they do with that will change because some are just like, I want you to fix my child and I'm perfect or fine the way I am. Mm -hmm. And those, you know, and then we have the other parent that's like, wow, if I really want to help my child, I get to help myself first, as Mara says, and put on our oxygen mask. And then those parents will kind of go on their journey together to heal themselves as well as their child's. So, um, but definitely that's something in the future we want to bring together. Sure. So we've just come through, I think we've come through COVID-19. And I know that COVID-19 has impacted a lot of organizations. I'm wondering, what was the impact, if any, on your organization and how did you respond to it? Right. Well, it's interesting that you asked that. So for us, it's actually, it's, it's been a blessing. Um, we got to work um 
even because people had more free time, um, they were able to work harder on the foundation to really help us grow and expand. And, you know, I always think locally and we start, uh, think globally and we start locally. And one of the things we did in 2020 is we hosted free monthly webinars that, you know, bridge the gap between the medical world, the holistic world. And we held these webinars to really help parents through the challenging times. And we had people not only in California, but people around this, the world, mm-hmm. around the the nation and around the world logging in and it was really profound so that was really great and it's interesting the divine timing but you know we have this organization we have piggy bear we have hugs that we're developing and there's such a, a demand for it right now right all these families and children are experiencing fear and anxiety um you know so it's really we're just really set up to um really help so many and so it was really through your personal journey that you realized there needs to be a bridge between the medical profession and the holistic approach. And and your mission is to bridge that gap. Is that what I'm understanding as well? Yeah, absolutely. Because when I, you know, I would still and I would still be heavily medicated um, if I only did talk therapy. Right. And listen, there's a very, it's important. Like I needed to be medicated. There were some things going on that were just very overwhelming. I won't get into the details now. Um, But yeah, I definitely needed to be heavily medicated and meeting with the psychiatrist and the therapist. But it was really these holistic healers that helped me um, dig deep to see some root causes. And there were some that were generational. There were some that occurred when I was in my mom's belly that talk therapy and never would have remembered. And all, you know, and again, like that voice that we all have in our head is that three Mm -hmm. or seven year olds. And there's some love and light and there's some negativity and it just keeps replaying and replaying in our head. So definitely um, for experiencing, you know, the healing that I, the profound healing that I've been through, it's really so important that we bridge the gap. So I understand in October you have an event coming up that is a fundraiser. I'm wondering if you could discuss the event to our audience and tell us who should come and what they're going to see when they get there. And Absolutely. So what better way to talk about mental health than with laughter, right? We mm-hmm. could laugh or we could cry at the stories. And I like to tell people to try not to take things too seriously and laugh more. So we host comedy night um, galas. This year, we're really excited. It's our fifth annual Comedy Night Gala. It's going to be held um, outdoors at the Festival of Arts venue. Mm -hmm. Um, We're expecting over 200 people. And it's just bringing beautiful, happy people together that want to make a a true difference in the world. So whether or not they're directly impacted by children's mental health and wellness, and um, even if they're not, you know, this is the future. This is the future, uh, the future generation. So it's really important. And um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, light laughter, delicious food, and um, people could buy tickets or sponsorships are still available via contacting me and going to our website, which is elf, E-L-F, empowers.org. And um, yeah, and we hope that you'll be there too, Rick. Sure. Do you have a specific date? Yeah, sorry. It's Wednesday, October 19th. Okay. And it's and going to start at 6 p.m. for cocktails and sit down dinner and show will be from 7 to 10. I love to laugh. Good. Yes. Who, do, who doesn't, right? It's, it's, it is like the best medicine. It really is because if you're, you, you can't laugh and be depressed at the same time, yeah. you know, and if you could pull yourself, um, one of my heroes was five years old and he was really beaten by his father and looking mm-hmm. in the mirror, hysterically crying. And he forced himself to laugh. 
And like, it was really, and he said how powerful it was. And gosh, if we could all have the power to do that, right? Transform the way we're feeling through laughter. I don't have any data on this and it's one man's opinion, but I almost think that laughter is the body's way of healing itself at some level as well. Absolutely. Definitely one of them, if not the way, for sure. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the future, not the future of the world, but the future of your organization. What's your vision for the impact your organization is going to have in the future? Um, So my uh, vision, and I became a visionary, which is so interesting for, I was formerly such a left brain person, but um, I definitely envision to transform the world, the way that they look at, they, the way that they treat mental health. Because they're when experiencing what I went through and with my family, there is gifts associated with mental health challenges. The greater the gift, the greater the challenge. Mm-hmm. So if we can help bring out the gift and help minimize the challenge, we could really transform lives. And in particular to what we're doing, um, my vision is to have the Hugs for Life Healing Center, a physical center right here in Orange County. Um, next year, now that you know we've been working from home since COVID, we're looking to have a donated space in 2023 and then starting a capital campaign to really build an amazing facility um, for the Hugs Healing Center. With Piggy Bear, um, we have, you know, I have a list of 10 books that are ready to be written. So many, you know, the Piggy Bear's Power of Sleep, Piggy Bear's Power of Love, and, and the Piggy Bear's Power of Kindness, and the list goes on. The only thing is, I could write them for free. We need to pay the illustrator and the publisher. <laughs> so as we, you know, a little minor detail, nothing yeah, important. Yeah. Um, so as we raise money, we'll be able to do that. We want to raise money to translate pig, the power of Piggy Bear with the basic tools into the five main languages um, that are spoken in Orange County, in addition to English including Spanish, Farsi, Chinese, and a couple of others. Um, And just, you know, being able to have a show, whether it's on, you know, PBS or whatever, to really be able to bring Piggy Bear's tools into everyone's homes in a fun and loving way, right? What, you know, and and one of our um, therapists that's on our advisory board said, Mara, when you say Piggy Bear's breathing, don't say Piggy Bear's deep belly breath, because Piggy Bear's breathing is the deep belly breath. And it's profound because we're never taught like taking a deep breath and we do it and we go and our shoulders raise and our chest expands. But no one teaches us that that increases anxiety. And the key is not to move your shoulder, not to move your chest and to only expand your body and to calm the nervous system. And to really do that five times when you're in a nervous, you know, in a nervous or anxious situation is magical. So, um, yeah. I, I love it. I, I love the vision. It, it just flows, the vision that you have for the organization. And that in and of itself is expi- is inspiring. Um, you mentioned earlier your website, if people wanted to learn more. So how would someone connect to you and to your organization online? Right. So um, we have the website. Again, it's Elf for Extraordinary Lives Foundation, elfempowers.org. We're on LinkedIn. I'm personally Mara James on LinkedIn. And we have Extraordinary Lives Foundation spelled out on LinkedIn. Facebook, we're Extraordinary Lives Foundation. And on Instagram, we're um, Elf Empowers. Wow. You know, I I really have enjoyed our time together. And and one of my takeaways is something that I already knew, but you really reinforced it and reminded me. And that is sometimes in, in the challenge is the opportunity, is the gift if you can find a way to discover it and then embrace it. And and you certainly have done that on, unfortunately or fortunately, on multiple occasions in your life so far. Yeah. And to add to that, listen, if anybody wants to speak to me, I, you know, I'm, I would love to speak to you. It's free of charge. We just really want to help people move from, um, 
you know, re re reduce or remove the suffering and help, help them heal, whether it's yeah. themselves or their children. Yeah. And to your point earlier, the the experience that we went to shared experience that we went through with COVID-19 has had a ripple effect on the mental health of so many young people that now more than ever, your organization is needed in here in Orange County, if not around the world. Absolutely. Thank you for being a guest on our program, Era. I have enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Rick, for having us. And I'd like me. to thank, hey, I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. This was episode number 1,385 in our catalog. And so if you like what we've talked about, feel free to look for other Orange County entrepreneurs' stories that you'd be interested in listening to as well. Uh, if you are an Orange County entrepreneur and you'd like to tell your story, then contact me either on LinkedIn or through my website. It's all the same stuff. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next time we all have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company and organization in a positive direction. Music